you are beautiful, you are so strong, you're amazing. Like Every day of life is a blank sheet of paper. More happy days in our lives. Small, small changes. You had to just be with life. To really practice mindfulness. I am not my thought. It's not easy, but it's very simple. If you put those two things together, you know, the sky is the limit. Let's welcome Joe Newton. Thank you so much for being here. Hey, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. It is a pleasure for me. Uh, first of all, we were, we were chatting before and look at this guy. He looks like a host. Look at his mic, look at his view, his amazing <laughs> camera. I was like, okay, I like the even books are looking good. Even the play, even the, I don't know. It's like the full setup and I like the details. Now let's dive deep into you and your story. I like to let my guests introduce themselves because no matter how much I read about you, you know yourself the best. So to make it a little more unique, the format of you introducing yourself, let's imagine there is a 30 second commercial about you. Yeah. What would that 30 second commercial say about you? And it can be about any aspect of your life. Yeah, well, it would um, probably say that, that I'm a joyologist and that uh, I am a very excited father, husband, um, and I love helping entrepreneurs. My, my vision for my life, so it would probably articulate hopefully some of that, is to empower 10,000 Christian entrepreneurs to have profitable, uh, excellent uh what do you call those businesses? Sorry for those listening. I'm still waking up a little bit and dealing with the cold, but uh, to have profitable businesses while also actively partnering with with God. So those are probably some of the highlights. It's only 30 minutes, but you know, I'm sure the director can use some great yes. nuance um, to bring those out. Uh, yes, and I I feel you. Sometimes when it's like 9 p.m. here, I'm like I'm like talking. I'm like the guest is like, okay, I'm understanding you. I understand what you're saying. So. <laughs> We all we all have uh, those moments. Your um, how you approach business is so interesting for me because God has a really important space place in my life. Sometimes I call it God. Sometimes I call it the universe. Um, it's just whatever comes comes up for me. So why? Where did you got this idea to? First of all, whatever we teach and preach, let's start there. We needed to learn that the most and we, did, we needed to connect to that the most. So how did your story was connecting with God and then using this connection in business? How does it even look like? Where did it start? Yeah, so I, I guess it depends on who you ask as far as where it started. But I had an amazing grandmother growing up who loved the Lord and she was worth her weight in gold um, with praying and, and encouraging and loving me. And through her is kind of how I got first exposed to, to God. And I actually had quite a few years to where, so I, I'm located in Texas. And in Texas, we're in the Bible Belt. And it's very easy to grow up here and become culturally Christian. It's like, mm -hmm. well, are you Christian? Oh, of course. I mean, isn't everyone? Um, and so I, I probably growing up would have said, hey, I'm, I'm culturally Christian, even though I had never really read the Bible. I um, focused on things that, that definitely weren't in the word, you know, believed in reincarnation and a bunch of different things. But um, 
all of that to say that when I was graduating high school, uh, I was actually dating a girl who I asked a bunch of really hard questions to. And bless her heart, she was super patient with me, but she would answer my questions and led me into actually having a relationship with God as opposed mm -hmm. to a relationship with a book, uh, which is where the, the difference for me is. Uh, now, I literally believe that I can hear God's voice and that I can have a relationship with him and that he gives me a specific vision for my life and that I can encourage and bless people. And one of the big kind of aha moments for me in that was just knowing my value. So I, I tell people a lot of time, I'm like, you need to deal with your awesomeness. You need to deal with the fact that you are valuable. And for me, I believe that, you know, Jesus thought you were so valuable that he, he died and uh, he said, hey, if I die, they're going to then be able to live up to their, their full potential because I'll rise up and they can walk in the same things that, that I do. So having all of that in my life was really the um, awakening, if you will, to, to the revelation of my awesomeness and seeing my value through Jesus. Mm -hmm. And from there, as I you know, have, have grown in that relationship with him over the years, I... Uh, ended up getting into to business. And I, I started off in business by trying to fail every way that I could figure out possible. Uh, I had a flipping business, which was well-funded, but didn't flip any homes. I had a business partner that I ended up paying just to walk away and give me my equity back. I had a really consistent um, uh, just real estate, uh, residential real estate business. And so I, I had all of these failures um, within business, but eventually I learned about systems and processes and, and got a, all of my, my master's education out of the way and, and got to where I am now, to where I have a stable business and I enjoy it. And I started running masterminds uh, with, with other Christian entrepreneurs and I began helping them in different areas of their lives um, to, to actually build mm -hmm. businesses that gave them what they wanted, which was you know to have more time and autonomy and, and hopefully make a little money on the side. And that made my heart come alive. And um, without just rambling on for too much longer, uh, uh, I felt like God was telling my wife and I, I think it was the end of last year, that we need to get clarity on our, our long-term impact. Like at the end of our lives, what is, what is it that we want to have left behind? What do we want people to say about us? And, and what do we want our legacy to be? And we both got really clear on that. And that really changed things a whole bunch this last year to where I began to get that real clarity on who I want to impact and, and how I want to get there. And that's where I kind of got most of the real estate businesses shut down or, or minimalized and transitioned to where I am now, which is um, doing kind of what I said before, which is empowering those business owners to run excellent, profitable businesses, but also bringing God into that process like I have so life always makes sense backwards huh when you look back it's like oh that's why all those failures which is literally lessons happen because I have to be in this place you say something very interesting that um you hear God's voice or obviously you don't mean literal but for people listening and I have those moments for me it's different how I can feel how I, I can feel the guidance uh for people listening they might 
be connected to God, but they don't know how it looks like to hear the messages, to hear the guidance, to see the guidance. What are some ways you personally um, have the evidence? I also believe you have to believe first to see it, not to, you know, you cannot see it first and then you believe it, but you, when you believe and you see, what are some evidences that you have in your life that is like God's guidance? Yeah, I mean, they, they show up in a lot of different ways. Sometimes it, it is probably closer to what you're just sharing to where it's, you know, that's that's still small voice, that little nudge or that that confidence, that peace in a, in a decision or a situation. And then sometimes uh, I, I like to share the example of how my wife learned to, to hear God's voice consistently, especially for big decisions. She utilized journaling and she would have her journal out and she would have a big question. So I'm just going to use slight hyperbole here, but probably not in her life. But, you know, is Joe the right person to marry um, or, or whatever that that thing is that she's trying to get clarity on? She would write that question at the top of the page and then she would just listen and she would write down whatever she heard. And she would write, 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 not judging it, not processing it, not thinking through it, just write. And then she would set that aside and she would do that anywhere from a week to a couple of months, like writing that question and then just letting it, it go out. And then after a while, she would go back and look at each one of those uh, journal entries and she would start to see themes there where there was confirmation. And then she would also see areas to where she was like, yeah, it's probably the pizza I was eating that night. And and then she also knows the nature of God. So she would see that there were certain ways that he was speaking. And it was like, okay, that's God. That's not God. And that would start to be, again, to give her the confidence of when she was and wasn't hearing him. And then two, again, having it over a longer period of time was really helpful just because, yeah, sometimes you just are off. And sometimes, you know, even with communication with your spouse, you can feel like, there's miscommunication or you heard them wrong or because you're feeling a certain way you interpret it that so having that consistency over a period of time was really helpful in, in helping her to to learn um, his voice so that that's just sort of like a, a really practical way and then there are sometimes to where literally like I'll hear um, just something specific in my head like a sentence or something for someone else um, or if it has to do with you know praying for the sick. Like I can walk by someone and sometimes maybe I feel like a little pain in my knee and I ask them, I'm like, Hey, do you, do you have any pain in your knee? And, uh, they might, and then we pray and it goes away or what will you? So yeah, th there are a lot of different ways that, that God talks, but those would be just a, a couple of the practical and probably most consistent ways that, that I see him talking in my life. Yes, I love it. I love how your what your wife does in spiritual community. There is different words that we use. We all do the same things in a way. We all just connect to God, but doing all on our beautiful ways. And what she does is she just asks the question and releases the question. She lets it go and she surrenders and she gives herself time to detach from the situation because it's so easy to give others advice why because we're detached from their own story and when you are inside right. your story and attached to your story it's hard to hear the god's voice because your thoughts your traumas your beliefs are just you cannot hear anything so i love how she just asks the question and it's like ask and you shall receive she asks the question 
she lets go and lets God. And then she can clearly see the answer. And I also love what you said. It's like, I am so often when me and my husband are sitting, I get my heart starts to race or he has the same. He's like, are you, he's asking, are you feeling okay? I'm like, no, my heart is racing or he might tell me the same. So we can also feel others. And it's like a sentence or word like an intuition. I love all those tips. How uh, do you help others reconnect to that as well? And how can people, what does it even mean to use the connection with God in business? Yeah, well, I, I'm a strong believer that I don't like to silo my life. I'm, I'm not a Christian on Sundays. I don't just go to church and check that box and tithe and therefore I've completed my Christian duty. It's, it's, it's who I am. I, I literally believe that God breathed into dirt and a man jumped up. And I believe that he desires to have a relationship with me and others. And so I don't want to silo that into one or two areas of my life. And therefore, I bring that into all areas of my life. So with business, I want to bring God into that just like I do with my family, with my church friends, when I'm, you know, at a restaurant, I, I, I want to bring that into every area of my life. So with business specifically, it's, it's very similar. Like it's, it's none of this is rocket science. It's, um, it's just one asking for God's input um, with business decisions, whether that's, Hey, who should I have a conversation with? Uh, do you have anything that you want to share with me about X, Y, and Z decisions? Also, I, I think it's really important to have a, a place that is, I, I call them my stones. Uh, and, and what they are, are examples of where God has shown up and shown out in my life. And we all know, I, I, I think I, I read about you. you, you've been a business owner. It doesn't always go smoothly. <laughs> it's hard. It's really hard to, to own, operate, run a, a business. And so the poop hits the fan quite consistently. And when I have those those rocks, which are the times that God has has shown up in my life, and and I've been like, okay, that was God. I know God spoke. I know God showed up there. I can go back to that, and it gives me confidence. Reminds me, wait, God is real, and God will do it again. And God is is love, and and that's who He wants me to be, and and I can trust Him. So having those stones is, is one of the places that's really important. And then also having a place where I have written down um, some of the, the guidance that God has, has spoken to me, the, the specific things that, that he's told me and, and having those, those pillars. So I, I listen for what God wants to tell me about where I'm going and I write it down. And then I'm also good about, about cataloging where I've been. There's, there's a story in the Old Testament when uh, the Israelites had, had crossed crossed over, you know, they're escaping from, from Egypt and, and the Pharaoh. And, and God says, I want you to take 12 stones and I want you to stack them here by the river. And every time you walk by this with your, with your kids, I want you to tell them of the mighty works that God did at this place. And it's, it's that, it's that reminder. So we, we need that, that reminder because the life happens and it's so easy to forget the 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 blessings and and the ways that God has has actively operated 
in our lives. So, so those, those are just a couple of practical things that, that I do. I, I remember where I've been with God and then I bring him into my decision-making and, and asking him to give me a vision for where I'm going. I like that. Sometimes when I'm dealing with challenging people who are challenging for me, because they might be, might be amazing for others. I'm looking at them. I'm like asking God, and you love this person as well. You, how do you love this person? How can I love this person? I try to just look at people who are very challenging for me with the eyes of God. It's like, okay, if you love this person, they might, they, everyone is lovable. We are all lovable. So I like how you're yeah. saying it's like be enough and always remember that God loves you. If we remember that, if we remember that everyone is lovable, somehow, somehow, when I look at them with the, how I think God would look at them, it's like, yeah. I notice they have beautiful eyes or their hair, it's beautiful, or they have beautiful, I don't know, fingernails, whatever. It just, I almost always notice at least one thing that is beautiful about them. And I'm not getting that angry anymore about them because I can clearly see them. They are talking from trauma or maybe I did something that triggered them. So that's very beautiful to bring God in all aspects of our life. How are you con- we all have moments. I don't know if you had moments when we are angry at God. And at those moments, it's so challenging to bring yourself back and to remember that he, that you are creating your own life. You are creating your own drama. Our life might be same yes, today as it was yesterday, but we have this negative thought at the moment. We, we give it momentum and somehow we are depressed and we can blame God. How do you personally bring yourself back and pull yourself out of that negativity and victim mentality and remember that everything that happens happens for a reason and God is just co-creator with you? Yeah. And I, I think it's it's interesting because just... I don't get in that place necessarily where I blame God a ton and, and not to say that that is um, a bad thing. Cause that, that is normal for a lot of people to get there. And, and I think my personal bend is more, I, I will get to that either hopeless place or I, I forget who I am uh, and, and who he is. And therefore I maybe don't, blame him as opposed to I just don't turn to him and I don't bring him in and therefore when when I forget my identity in Christ and when I forget the goodness of God and the vision that he's given me then I I I lose hope I get depressed and I get into those negative emotions and and the biggest way that I make sure that I don't stay there the, the first is just, uh, what's the, the saying, you know, admitting you have a problem is the first step to recovery, right? And, 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 and starting to, you know, the, the Alcoholics Anonymous. So admitting you have a problem is yes, the yes, first yes. step to recovery, right? Um, so admitting like, hey, sometimes this happens to me. That's, that's the first step. And, and then from there, I can begin to just pay attention to my thoughts a little bit more. And, 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 and hopefully catch myself before I end up in that really negative, hopeless place. I, I think that's one of the things is just becoming more aware of what thoughts are going through your head. And then two, Thanksgiving is, in a practical sense, probably one of the best tools 
for keeping your heart in a good place. Uh, my wife and I, this is going to sound childish and, and silly to a lot of people who are listening, but when I can tell her heart is getting into a negative place or my own heart, I say, let's play the thankfulness game. And, and this is the thankfulness game. We start at the letter A, and one of us says something that we're thankful for that begins with the letter A. And I always I encourage, it. take the lowest hanging fruit. So if apple, I'm thankful for red delicious apples. Start there. And then, you know, the other person goes B, C, D, all the way to the end of the alphabet. And yes, we are very thankful for xylophones because there are <laughs> not that many things that are <laughs> begin with that letter. But I, what I found is by the time that we get through the alphabet with, what is that, like 14 words each, so 14 silly things that we're each thankful for, our hearts are in a different place. One, we're more thankful. Two, we're not, the stakes have been lowered on whatever we're thinking about, even just a little bit. And we're reminded that, oh, wait, there are actually some really good things. God is actually blessing our face off in a lot of different areas. And, and so utilizing thankfulness, I, along with that, something else that, that I'll do when I catch myself with, with those, those negative thoughts is, um, and this is just a Joeism, I, I truth vomit over myself. The, the Bible talks about what's in a man's heart will come out his mouth. And, and I try to put in my heart the, the true things about myself. So God, thank you that you have made me an encourager. Thank you that you have given me a vision. Thank you that you have put it in my heart to encourage and uplift other people. And you're going to give me opportunities to walk this out and to share your goodness and your love. You know, whatever that is, is that, that I'm, I'm dealing with just truth vomiting, let that truth come out and coming into agreement with God's truth. And, and those two things, which both kind of have to do with, with thankfulness and changing the way that you think uh, are, are, are two of the big keys for me when it, when it comes to getting out of that, that negative headspace. I like the game. I love gratitude. It's one of the biggest tools that helps me because when we have negative emotions, emotions work this way. They just become a lens through which we see our life. So if we are having these negative emotions, obviously what we see through them is when you feel good, you are more friendly, you attract better um, quality people, even better quality food, better quality services. When you don't feel good, we, as you said, whatever is in your heart comes up out from your mouth and that's what you attract. So I love gratitude. And sometimes I have been in a space where I'm like, thank you, God, thank you. I don't see anything right now at the second or maybe like how this situation is serving me. I don't see it, but thank you because I know after a month or a year that I will be grateful for this. And sure enough, every time I'm going through something, I might hit rock bottom. It doesn't happen often. It's just a life cycle. When I look back, it's like, oh my God, I learned so much through it. So just <laughs> saying thank you can be the, if people have to say one prayer from me advice, would we just say thank you. And I love this thankfulness game. I'm going to use it with my <laughs> husband because it just forces you to think. You might be used to thinking about same things you are grateful for. And when you're using the alphabet, it's like a different framework for your mind, different right. lens. <laughs> and it just forces you to be very present and actually think about it. It's a wonderful game. Good job. I like it. Look at you guys and, having 
having <laughs> working on your relationship on yourself. <laughs> well, and I think one of the things too is it it helps you to take yourself a little less seriously, which when we get into those negative headspaces, it's the stakes get so high and you know, the world depends on this decision. You know, what am I going to buy my child for Christmas <laughs> or whatever it is that, you know, has yes. become so huge in your, in your lens and, and going in there, it just, it's like, you know what, actually the stakes aren't that like, I live in a first world country. I'm pretty blessed right now. So, yes. yeah. Yes. Well, sometimes what I could think is like, I, I used to live in a van and travel with my son and the toddler for eight months. We did the U.S. tour. Sometimes I'm like, okay, I have a hot shower. For eight <laughs> months, I had no hot shower, hot shower. And when COVID hit, well, that's when we did the U.S. tour. I was taking cold showers on the beaches, like fully cold <laughs> showers. I love cold showers. I still take cold showers every day, but I love <laughs> to have warm but have the option <laughs> yeah. like i start with the warm and end with the cold i don't get fully cold showers so sometimes it's like you have a water in your cup you have at least yeah. a meal at your house so i like how you think i really appreciate um all the valuable tips you are sharing if people want to connect to you and they want to learn more from you or about you where can they find you and what are some ways that you are bringing value today uh, what was that? Sorry, the very last part, the doing what yes. today? What, what, is, what are some ways that you are bringing value to people today? Oh, being a very, sorry. Yeah, big oh, ears, okay. but they're a little decorative. <laughs> My God, um, you are funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so I, I have a podcast called The Eternal Entrepreneur. So if you're wanting to learn about business and specifically if you want to learn how to bring God into that journey, uh, that's what it's all about. And it's very practical. Uh, my heart is, is just to share very practical things like here's how you actually run a business from, you know, creating a mission statement that you'll actually use to how do you deal with litigation if someone sues you, you know, uh, all of those type of things. We, we make it very practical. So the Eternal Entrepreneur podcast would probably be the, the best way for most people to connect. And when it comes to, to value, uh, it's interesting you would say that one of the things that God gave me when I got into business was it's all about value. And that was knowing the value of the person in front of me. So whoever I'm working with, knowing that they're valuable, amazing, knowing my value, and also bringing as much value as I can. And uh, if anyone has a small business, I'm a systemologist. And what, what that means is that I, I help small business owners get free from the day-to-day -day operations of their business so that they can focus on what they do best. And I do that by integrating and, and creating systems, processes and systems. So uh, you can go to eijsystems.com uh, and I'll even put a, a forward slash, uh, is it Ani or Annie Rich? It's Ani. Ani, that's what, okay. I'll put, uh, so eijsystems.com slash Ani Rich and uh, you can, I'll put a link in there. You can sign up for a, a coffee chat. We can do a Zoom. And then I'll also share, I have a system for creating systems. So again, if you're a business owner, there, there's just a little resource for you if that's helpful. So there you go. Before asking you my last questions, I want to acknowledge you because I can see that you are not just talking stuff that you just read. You have your own words. You have really thought about it. You have really thought it through. And I can see that you have, you got inspired, you thought about it, and you have you made it unique to yourself. Because the words you use, the way you talk about it, it is very unique. Because majority yeah. of the times, so, oh, 
people talk about the same things over and over and you can see either they are not implementing it or they are not fully understanding what they are saying. And I can see you are fully understanding what you are saying. And I like the systemologist or you said joyologist, joy, what's the word? Joyologist. Yeah. Joyologist. I love <laughs> Joyologist. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. I love the words that he used. And thank you for really thinking through and thinking deeply about all of this and then talking not only just talking the talk, but how is the saying walking the walk? That's yeah. the <laughs> that's the saying. Before I ask you to leave me with the last word, is there anything or any topic you wanted to talk about, but I just didn't get the chance to chance to ask you the question? Yeah, uh, this just came to mind to share, and it, if it's all right, uh, I'll just share it since you asked. Uh, I, I was reminded about the time you you'd, you asked me way at the beginning, like how did your your journey with God, you know, what about that, and when did he become when did it become real? Is what kind of yeah. is coming to my mind right now, and and I just wanted to to share with people one of the reasons that I use joyologist is because that's who I am. Like I'm I'm joyful. It's 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 who I am, and I wasn't always. And the way that I knew God was real and that the spiritual was real was I used to be very depressed. I had suicidal thoughts every day. I was a cutter. I, I would cut myself. I, 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 was, I was very, very depressed. And it wasn't until that I found God and I have a, a spiritual father of mine, Rico, who, who prayed for me and literally told the spirit of depression to, to get out. And from that day on, I have not had those hopeless thoughts, but that's when the, the spiritual became real to me. And that's when the authority of Jesus Christ became real. And for anyone right now, if you, I just feel like if, if you're dealing with depression, I, I want you to know that there's hope and, and that you don't have to, to deal with that. And, and I just encourage you, if you are dealing with that, you can reach out to me or someone else, but, but reach out. You, you don't have to deal with that. It's not who you are. You can be a joyologist. Um, so that, that just came to my heart. So I just wanted to, to share that real quick. Thank you so much for sharing it and being vulnerable and honest. And yes, when we feel good, we're aligned with ourselves, which means we're aligned with God and connected to the beautiful energy, which is God. Leave, this is a question I ask to everyone. Leave me and listeners. It can be one or two sentences or simply a word, but something that is in your heart right now. I mean, we were just talking about joy, so joy, but just to give the bonus word, because it keeps coming up too, it's, it's hope. Have hope. Yes. Uh, hope. There is hope. There is always hope. And sometimes when you don't see that there is a hope, what helps me is to like, when I'm not able to see, see, say that, I know there is a hope, but I don't see it yet. Because then your yeah. brain knows it's like, it, there is a hope, you just don't see it. So it just simple words can trick our mind. There is always a hope. Thank you so much, Mr. Joy. Mm. Mr. Literal Joy <laughs> <laughs> for um, being being my guest and for bringing this amazing joyful energy and being vulnerable, being honest and being real. I really appreciate it. Yeah, well, thank you for having me. It was an honor. And thank you listeners for listening. Have a beautiful day or night wherever you are. And until next time. <laughs>